Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Wrestle Ramble is sponsored by our very own Almanac. The Wrestle Talk Almanac is back and bigger than ever and is the must-have guide to wrestling in 2019. Where else will you find who won all of wrestling's most important tournaments, discover the real names of over a thousand wrestlers, and see the star ratings for literally thousands of matches? There's also coverage of over 250 shows from around the world with star ratings, reviews, match times, outcomes, and attendance figures, which will likely be inflated on Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard's podcasts. Not only that, but our boffins here at WrestleTalk HQ have put together win-loss statistics for every wrestler from every major promotion. So now you can be that annoying stat guy at your wrestling parties. Or maybe you can find yourself a time machine and give a copy of it to your past selves so they can place a few bets and then buy a casino. I'm obviously joking, I'm not condoning betting, it's a Back to the Future part two joke. Finally, the first 100 purchases will get a hand-signed photo of Ollie and myself, which I guess some people might think is a good thing. So what are you waiting for? Order it now by using the links in the podcast description or go to wrestletalk.bigcartel.com. That's wrestletalk.bigcartel.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am a returning Oliver Davis. I used my full syllables like my mother would do when she's angry with me. And I'm joined by Lukava Lus Owen. The dream team is back together once again. Up yours, Pete. (laughs) How was he? Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? He was great. Yeah. He was awesome. That's good. I like Pete a lot. I thought he was great on the show. I thought he was an excellent co-host. I thought he provided excellent chat. Good, good ramble content. What's the best piece of chat that he gave, that he offered up? Why is the best bit of chat? We we ha- didn't have anything like the the Blake Ham sort of mm. uh, story that was going on. In fact, actually, really, the big story that we've had is we have decided that America just needs to get together and decide what their time zones are and when things air. Because someone emailed in, we had a big big chat about spoilers, and 
someone you know there's someone in our discord who lives in a world that is 30 days behind ours because they only watch everything via the network which means they watch raw and smackdown 30 days after they've aired for us so they've messaged me before say can you be less spoilery with the ramble titles i'm 30 days behind you like you are a very very small portion of this audience we can't just cater to that um and then we made the argument that wrestling is a live sport so we report on it a live sport the same way you would any sports but this person uh, emailed in saying that they don't think WWE do particularly fair because although it airs live at five, they don't get it till three hours later. So they're then on Instagram and they see WWE spoiling what happens on the show. They yeah. say, I had The Undertaker's return spoiled for me because I was on Instagram, even though I know I shouldn't be. Which led to a lot of people saying, like, just get off Instagram, mate. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not that difficult to do. Um, but that's then led to, we said... We can work out how time zones worked and where things were airing. Then someone emailed and he's like, guys, I'm going to clear this all up for you. And they explained it brilliantly. We were like, cool, that was great. And then we had another email that contradicted everything that person had said. And it contradicted what the original email had said as well. And we're like, well, now we just don't know. So we need to get, America just needs to get together, have a word, and come back to us. So I was right, nothing happened while no, I was gone. Absolutely, that's good, that's ab- good to absolutely know. Absolutely nothing happened. But, that, but, this, but this is an important debate. This is how Hulk Hogan worked 400 days in a year mm. because of time, time zones. zones. Yeah. Um, I did have this email in, though, that I've been saving until you arrived Ooh. back. Uh, this came in from Matthew, who said, Hello, Luke, Ollie, and the rest of the Rest Talk crew. I just wanted to make a comment about the whole Weezer not being so good anymore. Mm. I can agree with you, since I haven't bought a full album since Pinkerton. I just wanted to let you know, there's a band called Los Campeones. They're from England. They've mm. been my favorite band for about eight years now, and I finally got to see them live in Austin over the weekend. The only reason I bring this up is because apparently the lead singer, Gareth David, is a huge wrestling fan. Love huh. to know if you have ever come across them since your fellow Brit. If so, do you like them? Picks a tie, so it didn't happen. It's him, uh, myself and Gareth. So that is a man here, Matt, with the lead singer of this band. And there is the lead singer of the band hanging out wow. with Wow, yeah, that's all true. So, uh, just, to, just to preface, I had no idea you were going to bring this up. My friend knows them. <gasps> no way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, he used to be the, the Roehampton Uni sort of student rep guy who would mm-hmm. book bands. And he got quite friendly with them. Wow. Yeah, so back in the day. Back in the day. From what I've heard, I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I am familiar with them. I didn't know they were wrestling fans. But weirdly, my my buddy is is also a wrestling fan. He would be one of the, the people who would come around our house at uni yeah. and stay up late and watch the, uh, watch the pay-per-views. He infamously fell asleep during a segment where Crime Time stole JBL's limo. <laughs> right. And he woke up. And was like, what's happened? What's happening? <laughs> and when they were mid-stealing the limo. Right. And uh, much, much laughs was had. Much laughs were Much had. laughs. Speaking of much laughs, mm. how was your holiday? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> it was very relaxing. Uh, it's glad to see that everyone got on okay without me. You look terrific, by I've the I've got way. a tan. Your tan is amazing. Thank you. I'm very impressed. A lot of... This isn't, this isn't by chance. <laughs> I have been carefully... Uh, pre-tanning mm-hmm. over my my bike my bicycle rides. Don't know if you've noticed. Sometimes I turn up in a vest. You do, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's so I can start fading in that tan line. Oh, I see. On my on my thirty-minute bike ride to work yeah. and back again, uh, and yeah, a lot of moisturising. 
Went wrong sometimes. There were a few burns. Uh-oh. I also went to Plymouth the week before. Beautiful weather, so I got a bit of tan there. Yeah, that was the wedding, right? That was the that was the, the few days before the wedding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been away a lot. You have. different places. That's why people have been calling you Ollie Lesnar. Ollie Lesnar. As of late. Not Brock Davis. No, not Brock Davis. Brock Davis. No, if you went with Ollie Lesnar, yeah, I think fair. Ollie's probably more recognizable name for you. And mm. um, yeah, now people are joking that Brock's showing up for work more than you are. Yeah, that's 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 funny because he's yeah. champion now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, just bring up to speed on things. He's champ. That what that is. I'm going to do a bit in my news tomorrow. I mean, yeah, I think you did a similar thing. I'm glad nothing. I didn't miss anything. What? <laughs> what? What? But apart from that, what has happened? Baron Corbin hit a woman. Yeah, yeah, Baron Corbin <laughs> hit the end of days on Becky Lynch uh, to easily the loudest reaction that that crowd had given all night with the exception of the Undertaker match at the start of the nice. show. Bearing in mind this was in Philly. It was a dead crowd. Wow. Dead, dead crowd. Um, yeah, they didn't even pop for Bailey defending her title two-on-one against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Well, then nothing will please them. At that point, that's on the crowd, not booking. I will say as well, they were very loud for Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman, which is, I'd say... Miz versus Shane levels of fun from WrestleMania. Great. It was terrific. They have, you know when a joke stops becoming funny and you just stick with it yeah. and it gets funny again? That's their feud <laughs> where I was very much done with it oh, yeah. for months. Oh, yeah, totally done. And then they go through one bit of the stage oh, yeah. and it's brilliant again. I said in the Extreme Rules review, I, I gave less Fs about that feud than Daniel Bryan does in general. And now it's one of my favorite things in WWE. I love mm. it. Uh, well, yeah, weirdly, I'm quite behind. So I haven't seen last week's Raw, but I've been filled in on the insanity of the the finish, where it was oh, yeah. Roman Reigns teamed with... Gary Garbutt. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it turned yeah. out that it wasn't Gary Garbutt. It was Cedric Alexander in an angle that was almost perfect until yeah. Drew and Shane won. Yeah, it's it's... It's not how anyone else would have told that story. Uh, but to WWE's credit, and Pete did say this on the Ramble as well, that they have just edited that bit out of the story. So when they replayed it on Monday, they were like, Drew was so embarrassed last week. Cedric really showed up him and Shane. And mm. Drew's character now is he is pissed off that Cedric showed him up last week. And when they showed the replay of it, they just showed Cedric running wild and celebrating with Roman at the end. Just completely erasing the pinfall out of the equation. And now it looks like if you just watch this week's show, yeah, he did upset them last week. Well, that's great because I guess that gives Drew a little guy to beat up a lot for his build to the feud with The Undertaker. Oh, well, no, Cedric beat him on Raw. He can still beat him up a lot. <laughs> in, like, in that classic, Drew dominates the roll, whole match. Rolls him up, sure. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's your Taker's not around. I've got to build a match with someone program. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it is. Hey, I think I'm I'm in a good mental state oh, to predict bullcrap from so, WWE. And uh, I believe you did fairly well in the predictions I as know. well for just picking things at random. I, That's I, the way to do it, mate. I went through and I thought logically about what I knew about the storylines, and then I stopped and I said half of those I'm just going to chuck out at random, yep. and I'm going to pick the opposite for the others. Me and Pete had a blinder. Yeah, I think we all did pretty well at Extreme Rules. Yeah. Well, I did the worst by quite some way. There's Randy not talking into the microphone, not understanding <laughs> how, how podcasts work. Good. Good jokes. <laughs> Banter. Um, we are going to go into the main show now talking about a 
pretty newsless episode of SmackDown Live. SmackDown's not changed at all, by the way. It's, mm. it's, it's the exact yeah. same show. Um, but we're going to talk about it nonetheless. And finally, <coughs> Kofi versus Orton. It's happening. Here's the show. Kofi versus Orton, eh? Yeah, so Kofi is still champion. I'll try and catch you up on SmackDown as best I can. Not a lot has happened. Kevin Owens, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is the new Steve Austin. That's the biggest thing. Um, Liv the, Morgan is a thing. Uh, that's on today's show, though. That That's uh, as of today. Okay. That okay. That, so that wasn't... No. Pre- oh, no. Um, what, what else struck me by surprise? Oh. Alistair Black found his way out of that cupboard. He did, yes. Cesaro was the one who knocked. Um, right. And they had a great match at Extreme Rules. Um, uh Drake Younger and Dolph Ziggler had a segment where they were just looking at their phones. I think they I were, I don't I think they were getting Kevin Owens's number so Dolph could call him because Shane had said Kevin Owens has left the building and so we need to find a way to get him back. I thought it was a Tinder thing. Um, and Nakamura's United States champion. He did. Uh, no, he's the Intercontinental champion. He uh, he beat Finn Balor for it on the pre-show for Extreme Rules. I'm pretty sure he's the United States champion. <laughs> I'm 98% sure. <laughs> I think when the, I went to Canada last year, he did win the United States yeah, Championship. From Rusev. From, was it from Rusev? It was that feud. Yeah. I thought that was in, I th- <clears throat> that was in January, wasn't it? No, I think it's been going for... A, was it I'm 100% sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yes. So, yes. Kofi. Uh, this, so, Randy Orton returned on Raw after being away. He's been dealing yes. with an injury, a spine injury. I believe so, yes. Some form of injury yeah, yeah. for the last couple of months. Uh, we haven't really seen him, but he returned for the Battle Royal. The cross-branded, all-star, top-ten Battle Royal to Is give it its full title. It? Yes, multiple times throughout the show uh, to give it its full title. And so when he returned, I was like, wow, Randy Orton has just walked out. Why isn't he getting a bigger pop? <laughs> so it's because he returned oh, the previous returned, Yeah. So um, a lot of people in our Super Chats yesterday and in the General Chats were actually disappointed that Randy didn't win the Battle Royal because mm. they thought that... Orton versus Lesnar is more appealing than Rollins versus Lesnar um, because we've sort of had Rollins yeah. Lesnar for like you know the first half of this year. Maybe it's time for something new. And I said on the show when with Steve that I actually think that he's going to be going against Kofi. I think they're going to do Kofi Orton at SummerSlam, and I'm glad that they are going in that mm. direction because my big criticism I've had against Kofi's championship run thus far has been nothing against him. It's just been that he's been booked against people that are perceived to be as being mid-card. It was against a heel turn Kevin Owens that they didn't want to do. It was against Dolph Ziggler, who's never really been seen above a certain level. Especially in the last in two, the, three years. Oh, I'd say almost say in the last five, eight years. Like, And then the other one, Samoa Joe, who just lost the United States Championship and has done not much more this year than being rolled up and, and mm. looking angry. Yeah, totally. And, and we've, we've said all along that that Randy Orton-Kofi Kingston feud is just waiting to be told. In all the gauntlet matches that really brought Kofi to the top of the SmackDown card leading into WrestleMania, I just assumed that's where they were going because Randy Orton always seemed to be one of the, the last... The last entry in the gauntlet match to take out Kofi. He was always there as a sort of obstacle. It makes sense for Randy to be that first challenger to catch everyone up, if you're not aware. It was Randy who cut off Kofi Kingston's push 
uh, in 2010. Yeah, 20, like 2009, 2010, yeah. Because, I 2009. yeah, just because I, I think Kofi missed a spot. He missed a spot and Randy did the now very famous stupid, stupid, stupid Because brand. Yeah, because he had a, a, a much shorter fuse back then and he would just flip out at people. Yeah, he's got a lot of con- like power backstage, so he just cut Kofi Kingston's push dead. Yeah. And that's a real shame because Kofi was had so much momentum around that time. Yeah. I remember watching this Madison Square Garden show and he put... I believe it was like an elbow through the table, the announcer's table on Orton. It was Randy that also killed um, Kennedy's push as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so he's got prior. But this is a much more mellow Randy Orton in 2019. I go by this promo, it's a very <laughs> mellow Randy Orton. Yeah, right. <laughs> RK. Uh, I you say the fine, yeah, I mean, I really won that title, I guess. But the, but Kofi, yeah, but for all that, even though that isn't stuff that's been explicitly said on screen, there's a, te- there's like a, it feels like there's an actual tension between them. Kofi even did a... Sp- he repeated the spot that I believe went wrong mm. while he was getting this push into the leaders of WrestleMania and started shouting, stupid, 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 at Randy Orton. So it's clearly something that they've been sort of, like, working on themselves and, like, doing these spots to kind of... to get people like us who kind of know the story and, and get them really interested in this feud. Maybe it's just because he needed some time off, but I, I think there were... I think Kofi needed a much bigger star. Oh, yeah. And he needed a huge, like, legit main eventer to go against and get some wins over to really push him into this top guy stratosphere. Because at the moment, on SmackDown, he's the number three babyface behind Roman and and Mm. Kevin Owens. And when you're the WWE champion, you don't really want to be third in the pecking order. You want to be a bit higher up that card. And this should be what Kofi needs as long as he wins at SummerSlam. The other side of this as well, this happened in Extreme Rules. No one's ever bought into his opponents winning the title. Particularly Extreme Rules, no one bought into Joe winning. Absolutely, yeah. there wasn't a cat in hell's chance of him winning that match. So come here, hopefully now they can try and build some near falls and build some teasers of like, yeah, Orton might actually win the title here and Kofi's reign is in jeopardy. Well, we'll go through what the what happened in the segment. The New Day came, like come out to, well, the, to, to preempt Daniel Bryan's pre-announced career-altering announcement that was teased beforehand. Uh, and We'll talk about it more later, but Brian just kept on faking out and he walked out. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, Samoa Joe's music hits and he comes out and he challenges Kofi to put the WWE Championship on the line right now uh, if you're you know, a real man. And then who, he was sporting a black eye, Samoa Joe. Yeah, which we got from Extreme Rules. In what spot? What happened? I don't know what spot it was. He's just he's got a bit of a shine. It clearly didn't affect him too much though, because he beat Finn Balor the following night in in like just over a minute. And then Elias came out, also asked for a shot. Crikey, can you imagine? He's done so much. I know. Can you imagine at this point where you're like, a lot, oh man, Kofi really needs like a big top tier yeah. main eventer, and they're like, Elias. It's a mid card belt. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the then then Randy Orton's music hits, and he looked. So bored. So bored. He he just said the most monotone promo. And back last year, Randy Orton was doing some of the best promo work of his career. Yeah, and that's, he with that's, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, the, the, the sick stuff he did to Jeff Hardy. One time and then Jeff Hardy put himself through a table. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, if you put that alongside his performance here, it is like two completely different people. This was very wooden. No, that, that's even too much. I, I yeah. would say it was just, he didn't care. There was no inflection in the voice. It was just he, him saying, I haven't had that gold around my waist for a long time. I think I want it now. And you will feel 
the three most dangerous letters, which he's been saying a lot as of late. Like, that's their new big catchphrase for him, is the three most dangerous letters in WWE RKO. Really, the three most dangerous letters are VKM. But um, yeah, according to him, it's RKO. But he doesn't even say the last letter, does he? No. He just goes R K. And then the whole crowd say O, oh, yeah. but it, it didn't feel like he was letting them finish no. in this big emphatic finale. It was like he could, he just ran out of breath. <laughs> ran out of everything. Yeah. Uh, but then the New Day, you know, there's three heels there. There's the three New Day members in the ring. Ho-ho, players. I smell a six-man tag. And it was Elias that made the suggestion of a six-man tag. He said, we can't all have title shots, so why don't we have a six-man right now? The New Day agreed. And no one was like, nah. Which you know, I like, was pretty. I, I thought it was great. It was like, no, I, I came out here for a title match. I'm not coming out for a six man tag with you jabronis. No thanks, mate. Yeah, he says six man. Nah, I'm nah, good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> he walks out, which is like maybe they said that to him. Maybe they were like, Randy, your character, your new character is your return one. You're only in it for the championship belt. Everything else is beneath you. Yeah. He's like, okay, but he just completely misunderstands that character <laughs> motivation. Goes out there. And actively craps on everything, yeah, unless yeah. it's a title match. But Kofi goaded him into it by saying that uh, the Viper has gone limp. And uh, Orton storms down to the ring to have this match. Hey, yeah, you can't insult a man's erection Absolutely and get away not. with it. No. Hey, I've got a boner to pick with you. Oh, mate, Drake Maverick got a lot of uh, boner jokes mm-hmm. at his expense. Attitude era. Which is why then you can take him <coughs> super seriously on 205 Live in his feud with Mike Kanellis. Um, who's also being taken oh, so, very seriously. Oh, so seriously, yeah. So, yeah, to, a, a low blow in terms of promo words was had and Randy accepted. And we got New Day versus Joe Elias and Orton, which, you know, WWE six mans on TV. Yeah. It's very hard to not make them at least a little bit fun. Yeah. And that's what happened here. Costume, uh, shrink screen stuff and everyone ran wild. Everyone did some dives. Everyone did some moves. And uh, the the Trouble in Paradise and RKO were dodged, and then eventually, the the heels just wiped everyone out. They wiped out Woods. Where Co- Joe choked him out with the clutch. Elias not took out Biggie with the his high knee, and then yeah, Kofi got hit with the RKO, and he pinned the WWE champion, seemingly setting up the SummerSlam match. Yeah, uh, and even before then, I thought Kofi and Orton had. Had good interaction in the ring. Yeah. There was a, like you said, there was the counter of the trouble in paradise, and then Randy Orton went for the RKO out of nowhere, or yeah. the RK uh, out of nowhere, and Kofi dodged that as well. Yeah. It was nice stuff really between good them. Stuff. I liked it. And yeah, I, I was excited. I'm excited for it. The, the, this is the story of this episode. It was really a slightly below average episode in terms of enjoyability, but it set a lot of things up for the future. Yeah. Now, the reports are Eric Bischoff was not backstage, no. had nothing to do with any of this, nope. hasn't really started his creative position he's yet. He's literally only just moved to uh, Stanford. Mm. Um, the reports are he's not been backstage at all. His name's not even been mentioned in creative meetings. And they, the worry backstage, this was from The Observer last week, is that... Every week he's not there puts him one week behind implementing changes. Whereas Heyman, since he had the role announced, has been very much in the mix with the creative uh, direction of the show because he was already there anyway. Um, And so, yeah, apparently there's some backstage heat on Bischoff for not showing up for work. I'm the back! (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, just to kind of recap this episode, we'll do the the full review in a bit. Um, We've got a Buddy Murphy push seemingly in the wings. Kevin... (laughs) <laughs> hey, 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 let me have this. 
Liv Morgan, potentially a character revamp. Bailey versus Ember Moon oh, yeah. as a title feud. Kevin Owens as a top badass babyface. He's face. so good in this role. He is great in this role. Alistair Black looking really strong against Cesaro. Kofi Kingston finally getting that Randy Orton feud. Um, uh, Nakamura, Nakamura and Nak- Ali oh, yes. over the US Championship. Or the IC belt. <laughs> so we've got a lot of stuff here that is really good future feuds yes. and, and will be very good wrestling matches with people we like. Yes. My concern is Eric Bischoff comes in just like he did in TNA. These are not his kind of people. His kind of people a lot. He's like more in the Vince McMahon mold of talent spotting rather than Paul Heyman's. He comes in and he just goes, yeah, but I mean, who's what the about? biggest person on the roster? Hmm. Trying to no. I mean, you can look at Raw, I guess, as well. You don't have to stick with SmackDown. These no, days. quite. Um, and yeah, you might have missed this uh, bit of news as well. Wrestle votes, very, very reliable wrestle votes, said that Heyman and Bischoff, following Extreme Rules, which they, obviously Bischoff was meant to be starting today, um, they were given the option to completely wipe slates clean and scrap all SummerSlam plans that they had in place to mm. have a f- complete fresh start with no agendas, no baggage, just a completely fresh start. So all the stuff that you might be excited for could be. Exactly. That's why I'm a little bit apprehensive, but I'm also on the the holiday bump of not having seen <laughs> WWE for a week. Oh, yeah. And I'm just excited to see recap packages of the theme. It is nice having some time off, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh-huh. 
Well, thank you very much for all your super chats. Let's get on to our pledge hammer shout outs for all those Patreons of $25 a month or more. Head over to WrestleTalk's Patreon page to get your things. Your names <laughs> shouted out yeah. in this section of the show and you get your own wrestling nickname with it as well. And we've got loads of other things. We're reviewing Invasion, the infamous WWF Invasion pay-per-view for this month. Uh, and we're going to get very drunk at oh. the end for Ramble Club. Ramble Club, the episode in June, is one of the <coughs> greatest things this channel has ever put out. Yeah. It's, uh, my wife, to quote my wife, it's borderline unlistenable to <laughs> We got very drunk. Uh, so thank you, the Wildcat, Andrew Harris. Yes, Woo! nice. Arnie K, the K stands for coolest dude ever. Yeah. Oh, but Andy, Andy don't, don't woo. People get annoyed when you woo. Don't do the really? woo. Yeah, there was a few comments last week. I meant to mention Sorry. that to you. That's, that's my fault. I meant to tell you that. No worries. Ken, I'm not eligible to get a case of craft beer. DeLeon. Yes, he's a <laughs> Stop it, Andy! <laughs> <laughs> the genius of Alexander Miloshevsky. Shev- no, it's a, Milo. So it's an Io Shirai thing. He's the genius of the Alexander Miloshevsky. But it might be Miloshevsky. You said it. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Disrespectfully classy, Marky Blasi. Yeah. Don't have a Shane Cowley, man. Yeah, Whoa. nice yeah. 90s reference. Charlie, drink it in. Zima. Yeah. 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 The Hatchet, Cameron Matchett. Yeah. Yes. And ooh, uh, <laughs> Roman <laughs> Muliava. Jeremiah Jones, uh, thank you very much for your donation. Ryan B. Bad says, hello, Luke. Welcome back, Ollie and Randy. Andy Datsun is the Jar Jar Binks of WrestleTalk. <laughs> <laughs> That's harsh. Jar Jar Binks had a character. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I wasn't here the other day, Luke was like, "Oh, at least we got." Now, when Laurie was here, he was like, "Oh, at least we got someone with a bit of charisma." Well, that's only because you were making jokes about the fact that Laurie, none of us have hair, and oh. so he thought he was being funny by donating to our channel and hey, and doing a super. You chat. did like a joke that I made. <laughs> Um, Jibe, we about that, Jibe really. Gosley says Dedicating my first super chat to celebrate Ollie's return Yay. We're all celebrating the Guys here. I'm here <laughs> It is very hot in here Blake I don't know it's, it's someone's name Ollie Can you help me here Blake Pork Blake Pork yeah B- Blake Ham No no Oh no, the, no. Other one. the other one The other one You mean Well that's not I don't think that's... I think that's Flake. Oh, it's I think sorry. that's yeah, Flake yeah, no, Cadabris. Yeah, Flake. Flake, <laughs> Flake what? Cadabris. Flake Cadabris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he says, crap, Todd is back. Uh, um, okay. And we will do two more for now. Buddy Murphy to Shane's mid-card vortex confirmed. That's from mm-hmm. the Adnap 2. Oh, yeah. And Tomo with a Tomo. wonderful donation. Thank you very much, Tomo. says, hello, people. Welcome back, Ollie. I hope you enjoy your little holiday. Looks like me, Tim Arndt, and Jobber JJ have formed a little team together. Obviously, I'm the leader. I guess there they are, the, the super chatters supreme. The, they are the... Tomo's super chat vortex. It is, yeah. yeah. It's just sucking everyone in. Uh, yeah, so the full show... Uh, kicked off with a earlier today clip. Well, we had a recap of Owens last week, which I thought mm. was good for you because you didn't see that last was week. Helpful. And that was like Kevin Owens, he turned babyface the week prior to that when he attacked Dolph Ziggler. Saw that one. Yeah. Were you there for that show? I was there for that show. Okay, well then last week really cemented it because mm. he came out and cut this promo essentially saying, the reason why WWE sucks at the moment is there's too much shame. 
We they had a the McMahons told us in December we'd be the authority. That was a lie. Shane's just all over the shows now, and this show is terrible because of it. And then the first 10, 15 minutes of the show was all Shane. <laughs> there was a nice little drop of irony in essentially mm. telling your audience, this show is terrible because of this one character, and then that one character being all over it. So has there been any mention of Shane and Kevin Owens' previous no. feud? No. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Because I believe Kevin Owens' motivation back then, albeit as a heel, was to say, Shane... You're giving the wrong people opportunities. He was abusing his power. Yeah, you're not giving me opportunities. Yeah. And now that's come to pass. Yes. And Kevin Owens is a baby face. Yeah, but they're just saying that the show's boring because Shane's in charge. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of context there well, you know, that the would only, make it better. Apparently the only people that care about continuity uh, are the New Day. Mm. Because I really appreciate when Kofi got the microphone, he said, I don't like Kevin Owens. You know, because the North doesn't forget, which I think is a Game of Thrones reference. It's it's a uh, it's a Lord of the Rings thing. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dorks. Um, and it was you know it said that it's uh, I you know we don't like him. Absolutely, I don't trust him. But he's not wrong. You are all over this show, and you, and anyone on this stage could be a WWE champion mm. like me. You're just not giving them the opportunities. And Shane cut the mic off. But that was later on. We'll, we'll recap the first thing first. Yeah. So Shane is waiting for Kevin Owens to arrive earlier in the day, and there's some you know NXT security. trainee security <laughs> yeah. standing in a line before them. And Kevin Owens just opens the door, walks in, says, "Hey," mm-hmm. and Shane's like, "You're given the night off." Yes, for your you actions are, yeah. last week. Uh, he doesn't like insubordination. Mm. No, he said, I don't work for you. He said, no, you work for WWE, and I'm a McMahon. I am the WWE. Yeah. So you do work for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how Kevin Owens missed that. <laughs> because <laughs> Shane is also the commissioner. So uh, No, but he's not, because there's no authority figures. So he's not a commissioner. Uh, okay. Well, maybe Owens has got an argument yeah. then, because I'm also confused. So, yeah, so KO was just, just sort of left. He just left. So I, I watched this. I was excited, because... Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Haven't watched the last four episodes of WWE being Raw, SmackDown, Extreme Rules, Raw. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to. I, wa- I was excited, and I thought this is where Eric Bischoff's influence might be felt, or he might even be an on-screen presence. This what this was, an immediate damp start. I thought. Yeah, this was Shane holding um, a, a town hall meeting. Which uh, such a lame way, oh, yeah. such a lame way to describe this segment. Yeah, which is WWE. It's not not your description. They oh, actually said you. this is the town hall, um, and they had like the whole SmackDown roster out on stage, including Raw stars Drew McIntyre and Samoa Joe, <laughs> <laughs> to really get over the fact that it's the SmackDown roster. Hey, but at least. They had actual stars up there. Roman Reigns, Charlotte, all the New Day. Roman did leave very quickly, though. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good point. Um, But they were there. And usually when we say this, there are notable absences. Oh, yeah, totally. So credit credit where credit's due. And um, I thought Tyler Breeze was also there, but it turns out it was Chad Gable. It's just that uh, I I thought, why is Tyler there? Um, But, yeah, they... uh, they had Shane basically say, if you have a problem with me running this show, please step forward and let me know. And no one stepped forward. <coughs> Annoyingly, no one stepped forward. And Roman was the first one to stand up and was like, this is stupid. I don't like you. You can kiss my ass. And he left. Mm. And that was it. Yeah. And as he left, Shane said... He just started I'll, picking people. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll find you later. Yes. 
I'll find. Yeah, you're gonna get fined for that. Yeah. And then he started cherry picking people that he wanted to hear from that he'd obviously knew were gonna say good things about him. So he picked out Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair stepped up. It's the first time we've seen Charlotte since yeah. um, the Becky feud way back when. Uh, 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 um, Money in the bank. What was between Money in the Bank and Extreme Rules? The was there ground? one? Stomping Ground. Yeah. Was that? No, yeah, no. that was. Was she on that show? That was where... Um, I thought it was Money in the Bank when she faced Becky. Ah, uh, no, was she not? Okay, yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. You're probably right. Because Bailey was feeding with Bliss. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. Man, good job. <laughs> um, but yeah, Charlotte was like, I like the McMahons. I think the McMahons are great. I think this company's great. I think you're great. But then Liv Morgan stepped up to say, there's nothing real about you. Uh, fun line. I, fun line. I was like, I've not got any TV time, and that's because people like you. And I thought, she's not been here for two months. Why are you blaming her for not getting on TV mm-hmm. for? Um, but that kind of set up a match for later on in the night. Buddy Murphy also genuinely, I can now say, he's debuted on SmackDown Live. It was on TV. It was in front of the crowds properly, and we saw it all in front of All of us saw it. It wasn't on YouTube or anything like that. And he said, I think Shane's brilliant. And I was like, oh, dear. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a shame because I thought he was going to take a tweener stance. He he had a little a line in there where he said, "If Kevin, because Kevin Owens brought up Buddy Murphy's name on his, in his work shoot promo last week yes. as an example of someone who's not getting a chance because of Shane McMahon. And Buddy Murphy says, well, I'll slap Kevin Owens if he mentions my name again. Yeah. But I thought he was also going to, you know, just be against everyone. Yeah. But that, yeah, that you're right, that isn't the route they took with his character. 14 weeks they've had to plan his debut, and this is what they decided to go mm. with, was to stand up and say, I think Shane is great. Yeah. But, you know, let's look on a pri- uh, the bright side of this. Don't look for a possible silver lining in there. Take a ha- glass half full approach. Is that he's almost standing a few with Kevin Owens? Who is the like number two babyface on the brand? Be a hell of a series of matches. It really would. Like if like if Buddy Murphy started having matches with Kevin Owens, like he did Owens Buddy Murphy at SummerSlam. Like that's a big way to like really push him as a. Th- I mean, I know I think we get Owens Shane McMahon, but I'm just saying in a sort of like an alternate if. reality. If yeah yeah if. Well, you, Shane McMahon can't wrestle every week, so maybe Buddy becomes part of the Omni Show. His SmackDown Drew. Yeah, but he's got a SmackDown Drew. It's Drew. It's Drew. And yeah. Elias. Uh, then just uh, yeah, Apollo Crews started talking. Oh, sorry. Just Apollo? No, he's Apollo Crews. He's Apollo yeah, Crews yeah. this week. Uh, Andrade. That's been for years. Yeah, that was one week, yeah. Uh, Andrade and Selena Vega challenged him to a match. Elias tried to speak, but the New Day interrupted. Kofi started doing a babyface promo. Shane cut him off and then told everyone to go away. And then Cesaro walked down and said, I'm here from Raw. I want to fight Alistair Black again. Called himself a wild card, no less. Yeah. And um, said, yeah, I'm a wild card for tonight. I was like, are we still, is that still a thing? And Surely in- they've broken it in this segment alone. <laughs> I know. And then, yeah, he challenged um, Alistair Black to uh, a rematch from Extreme Rules, and Shane gave it to him. And then Kevin Owens got into the ring, and I don't know how Shane managed to mess this up. Mm. He has been an on-screen character in this company for 20 years. In that 20-year period, even you know, I know he's had time off. In the first three years he was there, he must have taken 10,000 stunners. It's got to be muscle memory at this point. Ten, like 10,000 10, 10, plus. Hundreds of thousands, including the house shows. And the first thing he did was double over. So mm. he kicked it. Owens went to do the move, but Shane was already doubled over. So Owens had to like pick him back up and hit the move on him. It, they edited it on YouTube. It's realistic selling, I thought. Oh, yeah. Well, when they showed the replay immediately after... 
they didn't replay that bit. <laughs> yeah. They replayed Kevin Owens, awesomely, by the way, yeah. appearing over Shane's shoulder. He looked like he just looked. His, awesome. his beard looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it's not much of a new look, but it feels like a new look. Just the way he shaped his beard. Mm. He's and, got a bit of grain there as well. It's lovely. But then, uh, then the camera just does a transition effect yeah. to the stunner, <laughs> so you don't see that little kick set up beforehand. Yeah. Uh, but my problems with Shane start before all of this. Ooh. Because there was the recap package. The whole SmackDown roster has shown up there at the start of the show. And then there's Shane in the ring. Let's have a look at what happened on Sunday night at Extreme Rules. Undertaker beats him up a load. Cut back to Shane in the ring. Yeah. Not selling. No. Or, really, so Roman and Undertaker beat him. But to what end? Because Shane is still the Omni-Shane. And if anything, the Omni-Shane has grown going by yes. this show. Yeah. So he absorbs the punishment <laughs> and re- re- reflects it onto us. It just brings in more mid-carders to bounce off mm. more Undertaker attacks. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, Kevin Owens at Cool escaping through the crowd. I, I really like this Owens character. Loving Owens at the moment. Uh, I saw last week a bit of a, not a backlash, but when people said, oh, it's like they're trying to do a CM Punk style pipe bomb promo with Kevin Owens. And then there was a contingent of people who lashed back at that and said, it's nowhere near as good as the Punk thing. Said, of course it isn't. But. You know, it's it's a start. Yes. So I'm, yeah, I'm behind I'm all, I'm all for it. Uh, this went straight into the Alistair Black Cesaro rematch, which was mostly a commercial break. But they go by the uh, gallery on WWE.com. It was a great match. Yeah, it was. <laughs> everything I saw looked great. These two are just so they they work so stiffly together. Yeah. And I loved. I was com- I was worried as soon as this match was announced because I know Black. That was match of the night, was it? I apart from a Strowman Lesnar, a Strowman Lesnar, Strowman Lashley, uh, yeah, totally match. Of the yeah, night. I loved it. So they and and Black won in nine ten minutes. Yep. Here I was concerned that Cesaro might just do a fluke roll, roll up. up, or worse, Black might do a, a <laughs> yeah. quick roll up, and and then you're already starting to chip away. But instead, it was a black mass, a really cool looking black mass because Cesaro's gum shield. He spat it out when he got hit. It, it, it looked great. It was a great visual. Selling. Yeah, it was really good. My, If I was to give this any form of uh, criticism or negativity, because I actually thought it was really good and it made Black look great, what I loved about the Extreme Rules match is that Cesaro looked amazing in defeat. Like, mm. both of them came out looking like next-level stars. Whereas this, I felt like Black got something out of it, Cesaro got nothing. Yeah. And particularly when you got Todd <clears throat> Phillips saying, like, Cesaro had a great showing in the Battle Royal. I was like, mate, he was out first. Like it, it, almost immediately, he was mm. out first. Yeah, it's it is a shame, and it's part of a larger trend on this show where all of the matches underserved. Man, they were they were firing through these matches. Yeah, there was, like, the there was a lot of matches on this show. They were like gifts. Like they were that. Yeah, sure. which you know they that's something we usually complain about. Only two matches on SmackDown. Well, here's fifteen, <laughs> and you'll get the each one's two minutes long. Uh, then we got Shane and Dolph talking backstage. Shane made it. Dolph versus Kevin Owens for later in the night. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan. There was a clip. Of well, he said the... it was it was if Dolph could get him back to the arena. Ah, right. Which, which was because uh, he'd already gone. That's why he was. That's why he was speaking to the referee. Uh, Daniel Bryan had a post Extreme Rules YouTube interview that you know previously been uploaded, uh, and he he said that he's going to go where 
way he's never gone before. So a lot of people were very excited for this promo mm. because it was like, this is going to be a... And he was advertised for the cross-branded All-Star Top 10 Battle Royal originally and then got taken out of it because plans for Brian changed. Ooh. And that was what was going to lead to this big career... Uh, altering career altering and his promo was like I've got to go to the high highs that Daniel Bryan's never been before so everyone was thinking he's got to be Universal Champion or he's going to go after Lesnar because he's won the WWE Championship so surely he's got to go after Lesnar next and then he was here just sort of like back in the tag team mix again I'm like I don't know what where this is going but I'm still very intrigued by the whole thing mm. I'm particularly the way they sold this next segment which was the New Day came out oh no that's not the next segment is it that came later oh yeah We've got some Charlotte Liv Morgan next. Yes. <laughs> Liv Morgan, nothing's changed from her Riot Squad days. But maybe this is the start to this. Because actually what I liked about this match was it was she was taking on Charlotte. Charlotte won, but there were moments when Liv Morgan was running wild and Charlotte was like genuinely surprised and sort of sold the shock that Liv Morgan was running wild and then beat her. And it wasn't like... Charlotte dominated and or like Liv dominated and then they got a fluky roll of winner. Charlotte won convincingly, but she was just taken aback by this young baby face that was running wild on her. Yeah. Yeah, I that was definitely a feature of it, but it it was it was two minutes long. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, it was just it was just another one of those matches where Morgan got the upper hand early with a few spots, but nothing really troubled Charlotte. Nothing was close to troubling Charlotte. It was just like, oh, I underestimated you slightly. Yeah. And then, th- th- like, sometimes having Charlotte win so convincingly after underestimating her undermines the good stuff that Liv Morgan got in early. You know what, maybe it's just, you know, doing the show with Steve yesterday, he really, like, he was instilling me this ha- glass half full thing. When we were talking about Cedric Alexander, he was just like, hey, you know what? It doesn't make sense, and it is stupid, but he's on TV. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, Steve, you're right. He is on TV. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can all have opinions. <laughs> Steve here. Uh, and, yeah, so, yeah, like you said, Liv Morgan has got some cool spots. She did her Matrix dodge of Charlotte. She sort of laid down on the floor and did the Harley Quinn thing. Yeah. Uh, I thought she did too many tongue spots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just with her coloured tongue. Yeah. I, my, when Miley Cyrus first went naughty, she yep. always had her tongue out. Yeah. And I, I get what you, I get what you're doing, but you, you're doing it too much. Mm. And that's how I feel about Liv Morgan right now. Well, maybe that's too gonna, much tongue. Maybe that's all going to change because she grabs Corey's maybe headset. Sex after, <laughs> she grabs Corey's headset and says that Flair was right, and when she comes back, she's going to be real. Mm. Yeah. So teasing a gimmick change. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not. Because I thought Liv Morgan's Harley Quinn gimmick is is a really good idea. Would have been better when everyone was really on the Harley Quinn bandwagon. Yeah. But it's still a really good idea. So you're saying this would have been good in 1992. <laughs> or before Suicide so Squad came out. <laughs> yeah. In between the release of that first trailer and when it actually <laughs> came out. <laughs> then. And then it was like, oh, this film's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Harley Quinn's rubbish. Oh, oh no! no! We all like a rubbish character now. Um, and I've already, you know, sorted out my Comic Con cosplay this year for a crap movie. <laughs> uh, but she, she was because the interaction with Charlotte earlier. Charlotte accused her of being a phony as well, uh, yeah. mainly the the coloured tongue and stuff. No one's born with blue tongues. Yeah, so maybe that means that Liv Morgan's going to go to a realistic gimmick. Could be. Which I, I just that really takes away one of the main selling points about her. I'm, I, you know, 
let's see what they come at. Let's see what they come back with. All right, Steve here. Having said having said that, they've had fourteen weeks. And yeah. and this is what they came up with. <laughs> they had fourteen weeks and their answer was we need to have some time off so we can think about this. Mm. And then Drake Younger, the referee, and Dolph Ziggler are looking at their phones. Then we got Fire and Desire taking on Ember Moon and Bailey. Uh, and Bailey was like built as a surprise she teammate. She was a mystery partner, yeah. Um, Fire and Desire challenged Ember to a match last week and said, if you if you can find yourself a tag team partner, um, then we'll find we'll yourself have... a friend, you nerd. Exactly, that sort yeah, of thing. that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, she she found a tag team partner in Bailey. And they very quickly won. Um, Moon hit the Eclipse and won. And then Kayla Braxton got in the ring and she said, what's next for Bailey?" Like it's a Wrestle Ramble weekend title. What's next for Bailey?" And she said that she wants to elevate this division. She took her time. The crowd started chanting for Ember. And she said, yeah, it's going to be Ember Moon. Matches on. Ember was very excited. She said, hell yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. I think it will be a terrific match if it's given some time. And with a bit of luck, it will, actually, I'm saying with a bit of luck, if booked correctly, can elevate Ember Moon up into the top of the women's division. And so that top mix where she should have been this time last year. Before I hope her so. injury. I hope so. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm doing a Steve here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's, and I hope that my glass is half <laughs> full. You can only hope. What I am excited for is Nakamura being interviewed backstage yes. by Not Renee when uh, he said he's going to rain down chaos and Prince Ali walks up behind him and just says, congrats, champ, and walks away. And with Finn seemingly feuding with Wyatt, even though they're not on the same brand, then Prince Ali looks like he's going to be going into a feud with Nakamura over the title instead. Mm. Thumbs up for that, mate. Yeah, really exciting. That's, that's great. With yeah. Nakamura hasn't been around a lot. Ali hasn't either. He's mm. gotten a few promos here and there. Yeah. So this is, yeah, this is really exciting. All over the United States Championship. <laughs> um, Title of your sex tape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Nakamura did say that he'll rain down chaos. And and then came out as part of Shane McMahon's <laughs> mid-card of evil. Yes, he did. Way to really rain that chaos. Well, I don't know if this is, because um, this is, was picked up on last week as well because mm. Finn Balor in their promo against um, Nakamura, I think it was at Extreme Rules uh, or something along these lines anyway, said that um, Nakamura is an artist. He likes to paint chaos. And so that's now twice they've brought up chaos oh, in yeah. terms of Nakamura. For everyone who doesn't know what we're alluding to, Nakamura is one of the founding members of New Japan faction Chaos, yes. which Akada was a part of, Tomohiro Ishii, uh, well, um, Jay White and Gato were yeah, yeah, Gato. until they oh, you, Gato. Um, but yeah, so whether or I, I think it's just like a little cute reference. I don't think he's going to be starting a faction or anything. If anything, he's part of the Omni Chain now. So mm. um, he, that's the chaos that he's reigning instead. Uh, then we got the New Day section, which turned into the six man tag. But before then, it was billed as Daniel Bryan making a career altering announcement. The New Day came out first. They said. We accept your title, your tag title rematch. Before that, can I be Captain Nitpick? Go ahead. Xavier Woods said that Kofi is, uh, you should start calling him Simon Phoenix because he's the demolition man. I was like, mate, that was Stallone's character. Simon (laughs) Phoenix was the baddie. (laughs) Tweet him that. (laughs) It's in my review. Down, 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 down. Uh, and they, yeah, Brian came out. He teased he was going to say something with Rowan. Rowan was there too. And he walked out. Then he walked back 
live and he did it again walked out the key to this though is when he's walking back out he's wiping away tears from his face like I I think the reason he walked to the back is because he didn't want to cry in front of the audience and so when he comes back he's sort of like wiping away tears from his eyes and he did it again when he came back out the second time it's almost like he was getting frustrated that the crowd didn't want to listen to what he had to say and for this career-altering injury, and that's mm. why he just a career-altering statement run. That's why he just dropped the mic and walked away. I think they are playing with that that charged wording in that whenever you hear career and Daniel Bryan, mm. I think, oh my god, no! Someone did, someone tweeted me saying like he was doing a dive in head. He did do a dive in headbutt at Extreme Rules. Do you think it's like going to be that kind of announcement? Do you? And I was like, no, I think they're playing this up as a storyline, so I think it's okay. Yeah, my, my initial thing was, it's going to be a sing. he's just going to say I'm a single star again. Yeah. But then saying he's going to go where he's never gone before, that was quite, he's very much been there before, a lot, Yeah. It, until recently. I was going to say, it felt like this sort of promo, that <clears> promo <throat> we kind of Extreme Wars, and this was sort of like disjointed, not, there, there wasn't really much of a connection yeah. to them. Uh, between them but I I do like this sort of like the, the particular the, the, the crying aspect of it of whether it's like he's properly losing it and he really is going off the rails and that's the that that's where he's not been before is, is like it's a crazed Daniel Bryan or the thing that he's never done before is start a proper cult and he brings in Luke Harper well PW Insider did report that Luke Harper is back on the road mm. with WWE whether they use them on TV or not is That's a different, a different matter, yeah. And then you can have Daniel Bryan with the new Wyatt family versus The Fiend. But The Fiend's a f- feel. Heel. A feel. A feel. He's a for heel, yeah. yeah. A heel, yeah. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, like you, I am intrigued. I didn't think... I, I saw some people get annoyed with this segment because, oh, yeah, I don't get annoyed you know, false it. advertising with WWE. <laughs> but this was a heel move. WWE? False yeah. advertising? No. Uh, after this, we got Carmella walking around backstage and finds our truth in a hollowed-out printer. I, well, I thought it was a washing machine. Was it a washing machine? Yeah, like a, like a tumble dryer one. Right, you kind of like you you fill in from the top. Okay, and then Carmella says, "I've got a really good hiding space for you," and they walk off. Yeah, I believe she said Comic Con is the the hiding place. Uh, so I think they're going to do film some stuff at Comic Con with the right. That's title. good because I this didn't pay off on this episode. <laughs> I didn't. So they should have really made a bigger thing of Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. I've washed over me. Uh, then we got, speaking of making a bigger thing of, <laughs> that they should have done, the Kabuki Warriors finally got their title match, their tag team title match against the Iconics. And it went two minutes. Billy Kay just took the count out loss. So they retained the titles. And they got beaten up a bit by the Kabuki Warriors afterwards. They went running, and Paige stood tall with them. I liked the finish, because the last week, they so two weeks ago, or nearly three weeks ago now, they earned this uh, uh, this title match. Then last week, they kept saying, they, they pushed back the match because Billy Kay wasn't feeling very well. So now the match had finally been made official, so it's the Kabuki Warriors finally getting this title match that they've been sort of teasing since post-WrestleMania. And... It was Billy Kay getting up onto the apron to get back into the ring, and then there's just this moment of realization. They're like, oh, "I could just get counted out," mm. and they get counted out, and they're on the ring doing like the the smart tap and stuff like that. I thought they sold it really well. It, maybe I was just happy to see them back on TV again, but uh, I liked that finish. I don't, I'm not into the storyline at all, <coughs> but um, and I don't think the company are either because this really feels like, oh god, I suppose we better do something. I guess that's exactly <laughs> what I've written. Look, this feels like such a quote 
oh, we had to do this match. <laughs> it's like, oh, duh, we did that thing to sell the tickets in the Japan tour with the stipulation. Okay, okay, right, put it, put it, no, don't put it second from the end because that's the real, de- put it third from the end. We'll give it a couple of minutes. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. And then hopefully people will forget about it. Did you see Paige's interview about uh, the women's tag titles? Is it our fault? Uh, and no, she actually blamed writers. She blamed creative for it. She was like, it's like talking to a brick wall. I have to keep reminding them that tag belts exist. But then she had the line of, but when you go to speak to Vince and Triple H, things get changed. Yeah. And I was like, Boulder Dash, mate. Otherwise, you'd have been on TV. Yeah. Um, the other thing of this, did you hear the Bella Twins story? Well, the, the, it, it was meant to be the Bella Twins getting the, the tag title run. A tag title shot. That's Shots. why it was given to the Iconics. Yeah. So they could then feud with the Bella Twins after WrestleMania, but then Nikki Bella found out she couldn't wrestle anymore. Yeah. And so they just dropped that storyline. And that's why the titles haven't been featured on TV, because they didn't have a plan B. They've got so much time. <laughs> Man, you just, need, you just need an hour in a coffee shop yeah. to... to bat some ideas back and forth. They didn't care about the belts. This is is exactly what Sasha Banks worried about. Like those reports that she didn't want to put them on the Iconics because they'd just be treated like a joke. And lo and behold, they've not been featured on TV and now they are treated as a joke. Yeah. And and I, look, the women's tag belts, they, that they started off here and they've gone downhill. Oh yeah. So it's not like they were ever this big thing. They never really got a chance. I know the Banks-Bailey run was, was, it was meant to be big, but it wasn't. Asuka is the real victim here. Asuka's amazing. Kyrie Sane. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Asuka was (laughs) SmackDown Women's Champion in January. She lost the belt just before WrestleMania. There's a ready-made program there. I I know. (laughs) Bailey, Becky Lynch took on Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, when there's Ember Moon and Asuka. Sonya Deville. Sitting right there. Sonya Deville. Um... The, the other Riot Squad member, uh, Sarah, Riot? Logan. Oh, Sarah Logan, who got that amazing the Battle Royal uh, spot. A, an amazing finish until Carmella ruined everything. Did Carmella eventually get her title shot out of that? Uh, was she meant to get a title shot out of it? Because Naomi was meant to get one last year and she didn't. I don't know. Randy, uh, Randy will get on so. it. He'll, he'll just, get, just get a trophy this year. <laughs> um, after that, we got Apollo versus Andrade. Uh, there's 10 minutes left of the show at this point. <laughs> and I know we've got the Owen Ziggler match. Yeah. So, <laughs> This yeah, isn't going long. It didn't go long. Andrade beat up Apollo before the bell. Uh, but Apollo valiantly told the ref he'll c- carry on fighting. Andrade beats him up some more. But Apollo reverses a pin to win. Meh. Yeah. 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 No one gets over. No. Uh, and it's a shame because these are two very talented guys. Yeah. Uh, it's a waste. Then we got the Fiend recap. So this is your first oh. chance seeing this. Excellent. Awesome. Right? I would have done it, you know, <laughs> a month ago. <laughs> Three weeks ago, yeah. But I just, I loved everything that they did about it. The the slow jong, jong, jong of the lights yeah. going off. Uh, the the laugh at the end. Sometimes yeah. Bray Wyatt's laugh grates at me. Mm-hmm. And just, I think it's too much. Uh, but this was perfectly judged, I thought. Yeah. The, the freaking mask. Cool, right? It's wicked. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve had this theory on the show yesterday, and a few people have said similar things on the old Twitter sphere and in the Super Chats as well. Finn lost the IC title at um, Extreme Rules on the pre-show, no less. He then lost to Joe, and he then got beaten up by The Fiend. We build to... 
fiend demon at SummerSlam with the fiend being the first person to beat the demon Ooh. on the main roster, effectively killing the demon off because now to Ballastin, they go like, well, I can't even win when I'm the demon. He has his little bit of time off, comes back, turns heel, joins the club. That's very cool. I like that. I hope it happens. <laughs> it's long-term. Well, it's not long-term storytelling, but at least it's character-driven storytelling. I hope it happens. I hope it happens. We've got an update. Uh, she did not get a title shot. She just won the uterus trophy. Okay. Uterus trophy it was. Uh, then we got Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler for the main event. Dolph was just like all over Owens from the start. Sleeper. It was pretty boring. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> a Dolph match. Yeah. boring in 2019. But he's really good. I just don't get why he puts... Well, I imagine it's the agents telling him to do these matches. Yeah. But, you know, oh, he's, mate, he's a much better wrestler than this. That's the other big thing you missed from uh, Raw. They, they tease what Ziggler's next feud is, actually. It's with The Miz. Oh, but Meltzer said that probably isn't happening. Then what the hell was the segment all about then? I don't know. Um, then, uh, but there was a really, like, when Owens, <laughs> when Owens came back, it was awesome. I yeah. thought the super kick and the, the sent on. And I just love KO as a baby face. Yeah. I just thought that's, that's all I wanted. And then Shane comes out with all the heels. B yeah. team. Andrade. I, Cesaro. Elias. Buddy. Shelton. Buddy Murphy. AOP yeah. were there. Well, that's what commentary said. I didn't see oh. them, but commentary said that AOP were there. That's a shame. It's just that's like... That's a shame. We, I, we were joking last week that the Omni-Shane was getting out of control because Shane is now involved with feuds and storylines with The Revival, Drew, Elias, The Undertaker, Roman, and now Dolph Ziggler and Kevin Owens. And then all of the heels come out with him here, and I'm like, this is getting <coughs> so silly yeah. now. Why are all the heels just siding with Shane? It, does, it literally makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, then Owens, off that distraction, Ziggler hits the least effective move in WWE, the zigzag. But it, it got a pop out of me when Owens kicked out, so it, it still serves some so purpose. It is, so it is effective, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then KO hits a stunner, goes to pin Ziggler, but Shane pulls him out, and KO quickly stunners Shane and just legs it. Legs it, because all the heels are going to chase yeah. after him. Which was, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I like the stunner, uh, and I get why he ran off. Ran off. It's That's a smart move. Yeah. But I don't know. I just don't know if I would have booked it so he has to run off. I because think it, I think yeah. that's a bad visual for the character you're trying to portray. Yeah, and really, you didn't need all those heels around ringside no. with, with Shane. No. So you could have just had Shane, Shane and Drew. Shane come out. Or, yeah, Drew. And uh, Drew then just goes to the. Uh, like, if he runs through the crowd, then you can just have Drew just, you know, shaking his fist and be like, oh, you. Oh. I'm going to get you once I stop being embarrassed by Cedric. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I've written down here. So Shane's just like on the ground. Drew's consoling him. We'll get him next time. I'm just like, why is Drew still a part of this? Why? And we honestly thought on Raw, we were like, I think the Omnishane's done. Mm -hmm. I think like Roman and The Undertaker killed the Omnishane. But no, the fact that they just gave it more power. Both Heyman and Bischoff reportedly offered the chance to <laughs> blank slate it all. No, I think that's Shane McMahon's money. Yeah. Uh, then, the, yes, yeah, like Shane says, Kayla Braxton gives Shane McMahon a mic, or holds a mic to his face at least, and, and Shane says, KO will pay, and then pushes Braxton's arm aside. Dirty hands on Crowd him. went nuclear. <laughs> How dare you do that to Braxton? Queen uh, but, of segues. But that's the best, that's the cliffhanger. 
I, th- I thought that was a real limp ending to the show. I am not into Shane versus Owens at SummerSlam. Granted, I think I would probably say I'm not into Shane versus Blank mm. at, at yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, yeah, it's I, I just I really really like Kevin Owens at the moment. So him feuding with effectively the top heel in the company. Yeah, there is something to be said for that. Um, but I suppose the question now is where do you go with Roman? Because we all thought it was going to be Roman Shane at SummerSlam, and then you do Drew Undertaker, but or you could do Roman with Kofi, but now he's with Orton. So Roman's sort of like, I don't know where he could go in, in SummerSlam plans. And the more it's happening, the more I think we are extending out the Roman-Shane feud until Survivor Series, where you do Team Roman versus Team Shane. <sighs> the dark timeline. But overall, yep, a, a good a good episode in terms of future feud building, but not actually that fun a show. Yeah, but smack bang in the middle. Yeah, lo- lots of short matches. Uh, what were you going to... You had your hand up. Oh, no, that was just uh, to say that what Melter said was that it wasn't going to be Dolph, Z- Dolph Miz at SummerSlam. They were going to have a TV feud, oh, but okay. just not at SummerSlam. Not at SummerSlam. Oh, okay, right, okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, let's get over to your su- 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 super chats. Then. We shall. And also, the you know, you're talking about Shane against... Uh, Kevin Owens there was a report from Brad Shepard who oh, so, yeah, he's going to say take it with a bit of pinch of salt who said it's going to be in a cage match but yeah. we can't Brad Shepard has, has an iffy record should we say mm. he's had one thing right he had that one thing he had, that one, he had, he had the, the XFL he had the XFL but then he has had nothing since <laughs> and in fact if anything all of his reports have been like he is he's sliced wrestling at this point hmm Maybe that's what he does. Um, Michael Davey says, Welcome back, Ollie. Love for you too, Luke. Thanks, mate. Nothing for me. Uh, what legends will win the 24-7 title at the Raw reunion? Oh, that's, that's a, a great idea. idea. That's such a good idea. Yeah. Cheers for the speedy email replies, Ollie. You're a hero. Um, uh, no one has ever said before. No, no. <laughs> you, yeah, you were lucky. Uh, Could have won a good day. The Wow. Yeah, all of them, hopefully. I love that Stone so, cold. so much. <laughs> oh, my God, that's a no, great... you shouldn't. That's a great use. Of that. Like, the Million Dollar Man. Yes. Like, yeah, you should, should buy sort it. Of buy it. That, I think that's such a good idea. Because there like there's a massive long list of people that are going to be would, there. Would, you, would yeah. you like me to read it? Um, Not uh, all of them. No, 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 don't, because we, we've got to zip we've, through We've got to zip okay. through But uh, I, I, I really like that idea. Although I'm, I'm really hoping that Raw Reunion has got... Apparently, it was requested by the USA Network. It wasn't a Vince or Heyman idea. I just hope that they are going to effectively use the nostalgia bump in ratings to do a big angle that'll make people want to tune in the following week. Let's see. I hope so. I'm not. I, I predicted it. They were going to do Rollins Lesnar, mm. and so like Rollins comes out and says, "Let's do the match right now," and mm. you do the universe oh, title switch idea. there. Yeah, and not just lots of backstage skits with people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ron Simmons coming out saying, "Damn, <laughs> he will." Sean Turner says, "I want Kofi to destroy Randy's car again." Oh, yeah, that was part of that big angle that they yeah. did way back when, 10 years ago. Sure, mm. let's, let's chuck it in. Wyatt Yapple says, just wanted to say thanks for all the content. Thank oh, you cheers, very man. Much. Thanks cheers, for man. watching. Mm. Jobber JJ says, Ollie, did our truth interrupt you and your lady partner's privacy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, was, I was not the champion. No? No, no, our truth. Cock blocks me again, <laughs> me and Drake. Uh, Sean Martinez says I'm kind of upset I didn't get to buy the boys at WrestleTalk a beer during my visit to England but I'll be back in September yeah, I know man it was, just, yeah, it, was, yeah, it, was poor, it was it was not poor timing it's just we couldn't make it work 
It was just, yeah, it was was poor timing on our part. That beer can happen still. It will. Eric Mitch says, My first super chat. Welcome back, Ollie. I watch from Vietnam. And if any of you guys are in Ho Chi Minh City, holler at me and we can go for beers. My uh, parents loved Vietnam. Everyone I know who's been there loved it as well. Wilson Simon says, What matches, video packages, or moments in WWE history give you chills? And can I answer this one quickly? So I was on uh, Squared Circle earlier, and they did. They, someone was like, Oh, I just remembered the Daniel Bryan monster from WrestleMania. Uh, from WrestleMania. That, I watched that again. It's great. It's four yeah. minutes long, but it's brilliant. I mean, I know you disagree with this, but it's uh, Austin Rock, WrestleMania X7. Yeah. Yeah. The My Way promo. So good. Uh, my Sacrifice, Creed, my Summer Sacrifice. Um, nobody asked Nate I think this was him attempting to tell me that my mic wasn't working mm-hmm. um, sorry to everyone for that I, apparently my voice was not very audible at all um, I did not click a little button but I know that for next time so yeah sorry for that um, Finn K says so Orton was off TV for a longer time and it seems he is more over because of it who should take time off next hashtag Randy Datsun takeover <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say he was more over I'd say he was over... Like, that doesn't differentiate for a normal Orton entrance. I would say so, yeah. Orton's going to get that pop regardless if he's on TV every week or not. But in terms for a break for someone else... God, I always used Buddy to Murphy's say Dolph Ziggler. too much TV time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ugh, I don't know. They've, booked, they've, they've sort of flattened everyone out where it, I'm that go- won't even help them. I'm going with Balor. Balor's request that yeah, time off. Comes back, yeah, turns yeah. heel, joins the club. Yeah, it's the best one, yeah. Uh, Wallow TV, who Dan! is Dan, says, Dan! Welcome back, Ollie. I missed you, smiley face. I missed you too, Dan. We missed you, Dan. We always miss Dan. Saul Garcia, thank you for your donation. Anthony James says, Owens and Shayna Lumberjack match at SummerSlam, please. And more SmackDown live. SmackDown live. Live, yeah. yeah uh, that's possibly that's added to Ember <laughs> Bailey with Charlotte also making it a four-way. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think Liv, Liv Morgan needs to be built up considerably mm. before she gets a title match. You say that, but Natalia is go for the Raw Women's Championship. Hey, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's also bad, but don't say, don't give me an example of bad booking to justify I'm, the other bad I'm just booking. saying it can happen. Yes, <laughs> it totally can happen. You're right. Uh, if anything, if it's going to turn to a fatal four-way, then it's Fire and Desire being thrown in, right? You do uh, with Mandy Rose and Sonya yeah, Deville against yeah, Bailey yeah. and Ember Moon. Um, ben, a bad predictor, Greenwood says, Welcome back, Ollie. I hope Randy Borton is only <laughs> in this feud to give Kofi a credible challenger, but if Orton wins, then it's gross. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't see him winning. Yeah, I don't which, want to. Which Orton. means he will. <laughs> Mm. Um, Josh De Dominicis says how will Heyman and Bischoff be able to run their sh- own shows if the guys they're pushing on their shows get random losses on the other shows that's a fair point that's actually. a very fair point that's why the this sort of joint roster thing isn't really working at the moment while still treating them as two separate shows maybe it will be re- re-established this split once both people are in place yeah when Bischoff uh, decides to show up for work yeah uh, ba- Barely Average Gaming says Randy your mic is off I'm sorry <laughs> I'm a Barely Average uh, <laughs> producer so uh, Sean Turner says make Liv Morgan the female Gargano <laughs> need a champer I think I'm not sure Liv Morgan is uh, the, the female Gargano in, in WWE a lot of people love her oh yeah uh, I, she's improved massively. Yeah, she's improved massively. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I, I like her gimmick, but I just, you know, I just haven't seen enough of her. No. Really. 
Um, barely average gaming again says hey guys just bought my WrestleTalk almanac oh yeah can you guys recommend a wallet for me to buy (laughs) I mean just off the top of my head it's the Ridge wallet it's one uh, looks just like this one that is a shoot wallet. That is a shoot in use wallet. Look a wallet that, that everyone in the office got, yeah. apart from me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever reason. We need your one for, for props in the video. <laughs> That's true. Um, Reese Huggett says, Hey guys, first time super chatting. Can you actually see Randy winning the title? It might just be me, but I don't see him as the top guy on a brand. No, I don't. But I think that Randy is the sort of guy that when you put him into near fall situations, the crowd will buy into him. Like during the heat of a match, the crowd will buy in that Orton could win. Whereas like no one's doing that with Joe or Dolph Ziggler, but they, I think they would with Orton. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Garcia that's a brilliant one spelling Donovan um, hey guys um, and welcome back Ollie missed my fra- favourite wrestle talker what do you guys think will be Alistair's first main roster championship ooh I would love to see Kofi beat Orton at um, SummerSlam and then Alistair Black come out and just black mass him and then that's your your next championship feud blimey Mm. Not an Eric Bischoff show, my friend. <laughs> he, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a traditionalist. Build him up from the mid card title, <laughs> yeah. and then you go into the the main event. So obviously Nakamura and the United States title. Yes. <laughs> uh, Sean Turner thanking Laurie for fixing the mic and says, "Please take over Wrestle Talk again." Oh, for Laurie? Mm. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's going to be doing more videos. He's going to be doing the news. He is, on yeah. Monday. Back, yeah. He's back to doing Monday news mm. as of next week. Yeah. Mm. Wilson Simon says Shane puts Liv in a three on one. Shane thinks there's no way she can win. Now she's a loser and she can't be on the show. Liv wins anyway. That's a booking idea from Wilson Simons. Yeah, that's it. That's, uh, yeah, if she comes back with this new repackaged gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be a good way to start off her yeah. momentum. Um, Ronce Rahan, or Rajan possibly, says, Who's hairier, Ollie or A-Train? Oh, Ooh, A-Train, 100%. I don't know. O- Ollie's not hairy on his back. I'm weirdly unlike... bald on my back. I know. Mm. Which is great. Yeah. Uh, and here. Yeah. No, no whereas like, where, like, A-Train, Prince Albert, as I would have known mm. him, is like 90% body hair. Yeah. Like, the only place he hasn't got body hair is on his eyes. And his head. head. I think I think given a chance. The cruel <laughs> irony. <laughs> um Martin Correa says, Ollie, are you guys going to do a New Japan Royal Quest review? Um, we will probably touch on it because we are hoping to go to the show in the day, but then we'll we're live streaming all out. Yes. So it's a case of trying to find whether <coughs> what time that show finishes, what time all out starts and how much time we've got in between to be able to eat. Eat and, and <laughs> we could do get, a and vlog. Get, and get something edited or I like, maybe yeah. we'll live stream something, I don't know. Uh, but they reckon it's gonna be um Zach versus Akada for the Ooh, title tasty. tasting event. Some guy called Jer Personen says, A sensor once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Welcome back, Ollie. Hashtag lovely times with the boys. Lovely times with the boys. Were you here when lovely times with the boys was interesting? <laughs> no. That's an NXT thing, I think. Why, 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 is, why is there a, a Hannibal quote in there as well? I don't know, I know why there's a Hannibal quote there, <laughs> but that's just become the, the new name for the show now is lovely time with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, Brett J. Rasmussen says, Good to see you back, Ollie. Wish you were back yesterday to the to the ramble with Luke and Steve from going in Raw. Have you seen Fight for the Fallen yet? No, I haven't. No, I really want to watch the Omega Chima match. Yeah. 
Apparently the uh, Cody Rhodes, well, the Rhodes Brothers Young Bucks match mm. do uh, the Wrestling Observer's review. Not the Wrestling Observer, but Figure Four's review, if it was. It's the best Young Bucks match I've ever seen. Whoa. I'm defi- I will definitely watch it. Yeah. Uh, because I care about the outcomes of that promotion. Yeah, I, I've just, I still have not found time in my mm. week to watch it yet, but I'm going to try and do some either tomorrow I I might actually have a bit of time Mm. in the morning to be able to do it Clifford Miller says hey Luke did you see the tweet I sent you Uh, depends on when you sent it Clifford I'll I'll do a quick refresh of my notifications now awesome Dustin Pylon Pylon says Tomo's super chat vortex will lead us to glory (laughs) Tomo Tomo RJ Cameron says Buddy Murphy is alive Big E heel turn confirmed oh yeah yeah Big E's gonna turn heel Oh, yeah. Did you say it was Callum? Uh, I said Clifford Miller. Oh, Clifford, sorry. Then I'll do another one. Yeah, do another one. Um, Ronce Rajan yes, says, how does Roman have an issue with a show he's never on? Yeah, that's a good point as well. I missed the question, sorry. Uh, why does Roman have an issue with Shane McMahon when he's never there, really? To... Uh, he was there last week. He had a match last week and uh? everything, yeah. Uh, Graham Scrivener says, uh, if Brock Lesnar retains his title, which I hope not, who is next for him? Yeah, that is interesting. Um, I would hope that he would... Do you, do you think he'll stick... A, do you think he'll be on Raw more often because Paul Heyman's in charge? And Paul might be like his contract runs out in March or April next year. Oh, don't, mm. don't, that, don't go by that. <laughs> it'll never, it'll never oh, end. Come on, I was going to say like, yeah, Good Brothers, their contract was going to end as well. Um, look at them now. AJ Styles would be a great shout. Uh, tween a faction. Yeah, I don't know though. Uh, Clifford, I, I, d- I did get your tweet. Um, yes, uh, email me Luke at rustalk.com. Awesome. Tim Arndt says, there is something for me to de-stress. Wrestle Talk, the place I feel most comfortable. You guys and the SWAF Nation are so welcoming, especially Tomo and Jobber. <laughs> I love you guys. Aww, Thanks very much, my I'm friends. I'm glad you yes. found some super chat friends. Absolutely. Some super friends. Ooh, super chat friends. Uh, Graham Scrivener says, or Scrivener possibly, says, are you going to New Japan Roll Quest show in August? Because me and my fiance are. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully see you there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Say hello. Forever314 says, uh, you know we're only a few weeks away from a pay-per-view whenever the WrestleTalk Universal Champion Ollie Davis is actually showing up for work. SummerSlam season. It's got to be one of the big ones. Mm, it's the, the end of WrestleTalk season two. The Adnap says, Murphy, Cesaro, Andrade, Joe, Nakamura, and AOP to be Shane's League of Nations 7.0. Mm, yeah. What an exciting prospect. Mm. Oh. Uh, Jobber JJ says just wanted to say WrestleTalk is a home where I can be myself I love Tomo and Tim Art you're being very wholesome today ah, everyone this is lovely very nice I love the SWAF Nation and I love the little community yeah. I think it's beautiful someone was saying to me they went on one of our YouTube videos and they were just like man all your comments are really nice mm. I was like yeah, yeah and I said and have you been on any other YouTube <laughs> video and I said well, occasionally they're not nice. <laughs> do you so, want yeah. do you want another one? Yes. Tomo says, I completely agree with Tim and Jobber. The <laughs> SWAF Nation loves WrestleTalk and WrestleTalk loves the SWAF Nation. I just love seeing everyone participating in these streams and watching all the videos. Everyone deserves love. Ah, oh, oh, that's nice. It is wonderful. Thank you very much. And Oblivious Kari says, Kabuki Jobber entrance until entrance is better. 
in all fairness, I mean, their their entrance music is terrible. Mm. What is it? It's, it's just the two remember. themes. But oh, they, I thought they, it they It's dreadful. Yeah. It should interject with Paige's entrance music oh, occasionally. Occasionally, yeah. Like, not <laughs> even <laughs> on a... <laughs> yeah, well, like, seven seconds, three scr- seconds. It's a scream, and then it goes, yo-ho! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, and, uh, I mean, the Iconics barely got an entrance either because they didn't care about that match. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ed Fries, thank you for your donation. Thanks, Callum Ed. Sloan says, I'm a huge Drew McIntyre fan, and I understand the main roster hasn't been kind to him and that he's completely leveled out, but why haven't they strung a rocket to the moon on this amazing man? But they probably think they are, because he's aligned with Shane. That's true. He's with the biggest heel in the company. They were so close to last year when he beat Kurt Angle, and then... Yeah. Oh, God, I completely forgot about that. Also, he's, in, he's been in so many high-profile matches with Roman, they'd probably think... They are pushing him. He's getting the rub. He's getting the rub. Um, Ed Fry says, why does Brian's YouTube content count but not Cross or Murphy? It's whether it's replayed on the show. There it is. It's whether because that's that's been turned into a storyline. Whereas Buddy Murphy's promo, which bearing in mind he cut on Mustafa Ali, and they're not feuding, is why it doesn't count. Yeah. Judas Black um, says, you nerds are crazy. Suicide Squad is a great movie. Oh, well, it's just nice to know the director yeah. of Suicide Squad watches uh, Rust Talk. I, I genuinely can't remember what his name you was. S- you see someone did one a point out the other day that you had a, you called me a nerd for liking Harry Potter, called Pete a nerd for liking Game of Thrones, and then you start talking about how much you like D&D. Yeah, it's because D&D is cool. I yeah. think it's, uh, it's an ironic it's an ironic. Thing. <laughs> it's an, yeah. Yes, when I call people nerds, it's ironic because I Oh, am, I know. Yes. Look at us. <laughs> look at us. I'm wearing a Jurassic Park t-shirt, for God's sake. Mm. Isn't it? It's an obscure Jurassic Park t-shirt mm. as well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, who was the director of um, David Ayer? David Ayer, yeah. He also did that terrible Bright movie as well. He had a bad run of form. I haven't seen either. Nate dropped surname. It says Brian will go wherever where he never has the Shane Vortex. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like a McDonald's or yeah. maybe that's it. He has a, a crisis of meat and he Someone, starts yeah, to so, go to we've seen all that one these on a few times. Uh, Dwayne Cooley says hello, Ollie. Welcome back, crying face, crying face. Naomi did get her title shot in December against Asuka. <laughs> December. A year and a half <laughs> afterwards, yeah. Fair enough. Was it connected to the trophy or yeah. was it just I, she I got think, a title shot? I think she may have tweeted to say, oh, I never got my title shot. And of they were course. like, oh, no, she didn't, did she? Oh, have one here. Um, Jeffrey Pridemore sure says, treated very seriously. is Ollie aware of Shelton Benjamin's new gimmick? <laughs> yeah, you did see it, didn't you? Yeah, the... It's, it's <laughs> there's an awkward fart. But has, has, is he still doing it? He did it last week again. Oh, he didn't why do, wasn't it on this show? He didn't do it on this show, but he was back with the Omnishane for this show. Was he? And okay. again, it was. He was asked about the main event. Like, just before the main event happened, he's like, what do, who do you think is going to win in the main event? And he just started doing the little face thing. Just <laughs> the last person on earth I thought would be doing that, that face. Yeah. Hmm. Max Allen says, do you think The Fiend will be... New Kane from 1977 or the New Kane in 2012? From 1977? Sorry, 1997. I was going to say. My, my reading wrong there. Sorry. Generic. Max. I hope he'll be the first fiend. <laughs> yeah. Comment. Mm. I like that one. Limps, who is Tomo's number two fan, says, Can Luke do a The Best in the World, The Swaft Nation, in honor of The Swaft Nation? <laughs> Cheers, y'all. Not Randy. <laughs> and I hate to say this, but I missed Ollie. Oh, no, Oil. Yeah, uh, I can do 
Although I have, I've got some heat for it recently. The best in the world. Yeah, a few people have said, going like, oh, I think you should stop doing that now. It's actually Don't really, listen to them. Yeah, it's like, as I find it annoying when they do it on TV. I don't need to see you doing it as well. Just do a quick one. Yeah. Don't elongate. <clears throat> the best in the world. The Swaff Nation. Oh, oh congratulations, everyone. Nice. Anthony <laughs> James says, Biggie heel turn and joins Fire and Desire and starts <laughs> throwing donuts to the crowd instead of pancakes. Oh. You know what? That's stale. the only way you could make it work. Yeah, yeah it really stale is. pancakes. Kerry Banks says, I work with adults with developmental disabilities who love WWE. You'll help me be able to stay informed and engage with them on a more personal level. That's, That's lovely. Cool. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah, really good, good for you, Kerry. Uh, Limps again says, The top four remarkable things for me this week Bray's return, Alistair Black's back, Black Mass, um, Jack Gallagher's day. De- <sighs> Jack Gallagher. Jack Gallagher's headbutt and Corey Graves' small package joke. Have you seen the headbutt? That was a good headbutt. No, I've heard the match is very good though. Yeah, yeah I've seen a, I've seen a clip of it on your screen. Yeah, that mm. suplex to the outside. Yeah. Um, uh, it, not match of the year, but a very good match. Mm. Um, Tim Peterson says, "Where does Paul Heyman get his awesome suits?" Speaking of suits, Ross had your jacket on, Ollie. I know Did someone he? tweeted it to me. It was a when? WTF moments intro. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh man. I feel like he's built. He's got heat now. He's got heat with me. It's been, oh, coming up to a year. It is, yeah. SummerSlam. Um, I'm so sorry, whoever. The, uh, I think his name is Kostas because your name is in Greek. Um, Oli might be able to read it for me, but Oli, how was Santorini? Greek Kostas here. That's how I figured out Kostas. Oppa. Oppa. Santorini mm. was great. Thanks for asking. Awesome, Josh Vinskovsky. Thank you for your donation. Thank, Thank you. Evie Duran says, sorry I'm late to the party, but Ollie's back. Getting ready for work, but can't wait to watch this back later today. I love you guys. Oh, I love you was, too. Did you say it was Evie Duran? I did. Ah, can you let me, is it Evie or Erica? Because I think you've changed your name on Patreon, but I wasn't sure if we needed to change it in the shout out. So if you can, like, send me a message on Patreon and let me know. That'd be really lovely. Mm. Thank you. Maybe she has a twin. Um, uh, Zander LS11 says, without Wrestle Talk, there is no Zander Mania. Zander Mania. Zander Mania running wild. Nicholas Belgroth, thank you for your donation. Ben Rubbish at Predictions Greenwood says, who's Alistair Black's next opponent if not Kofi? Uh, what Nakamura? Could be, but he's with Ali. So what you need a you need like a program for Black to fill into. <laughs> he's gonna face Cesaro <laughs> for two months. Yeah, maybe. it's quite clear. Yeah, you're probably right because we all really enjoyed that one match they've had. So yeah. we'll just do it over and over again. That's how they got Ricochet over. Yeah, and Black used to be in a tag team with Ricochet. It's another show that the, there isn't a crossover of viewers. You're they can right. do this sort yeah. of thing. Um, Pavi's Pavi, who is Luke's number one fan. I think we've actually got two Luke's number one fans. We have to have a fight. Uh, Tim, that's exactly what someone who is about to turn would say. <laughs> Tim is turning heel against Tomo and JJ, and then she, uh, he or she adds, uh, recruiting two fellows to go against Tim, Tomo, and JJ. Crikey, we're having a, a faction split before it's this even is, like yeah. taken over yet. This is hot shot him. <laughs> this is the invasion angle all over again. Um, your casual fan nothing says nothing, but thank you for your donation. Thank you very much. KJ says just throw the women's tag titles in the trash. They're meaningless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that would be disrespectful, but phase them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, just pretend they never happened. We <laughs> have, we'll, we'll all forget this time next year. We have four or five more, so let's go quickly. John Marth says, does Ollie know? About Bailey Sting versus Kyrie Kane. 
I saw a, an image of Kyrie Kane. Yep, that was on Twitter yesterday. Okay. Loved it. Yeah, I'm away. <laughs> uh, Graham Scrivener, Scrivener says, Hi, guys, I follow you on Twitter, and you're the best. Love to, love to work with you. Cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having Email much. Andy. Get involved with the website. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, SirAndyRestaurant.com. Uh, Sir Darko th- the Third says, So we got Dolphin Ziggler versus the King of Soft Style Miz. It's not a summer it's, uh, Do you know what? It's, it's not a feud I could possibly care about in 2019. Mm. And lastly, oh no, we got no one. Uh, Tim Peterson says, I'll join the raid against Tomo and his cronies. Oh, we are starting a f- <laughs> fight here. Oh, Sir Darko again says, we need to write, this, write to censor 2.0 with Corbin and Lacey. And Michael Dominguez is the last one who says, Andy, roll them. Caro burro, perro, tierra, and corrido. <laughs> he told me to. I wanted to try and rush that because I really wanted to dedicate some time to this email that I got over the weekend. Okay. Well, you know, I didn't really talk about the history of Santorini, the, the you, island. Do you, do you want to tell me that again? Well, you know, I just... I mean, I know you told... Like, you okay, weren't you know suitably wowed <laughs> to the geology of the place. I just don't think I'm particularly wowed by geology... Uh, geology? Geology, bracket, general... Hmm. When we were going through uh, my uh, Peru photos and footage, uh, my wife and her sister remembered everything. Like, that was this, and it's this because of this, and that's there, that's this, here's all the history of this. And me and Mickey Love, we just kept looking blankly, being like, I don't remember any of that at all. I just remember it being very nice. You were just focused on finding those titty bars. (laughs) I haven't forgotten, Luke. (laughs) Um, well, how about this as a little interesting historical nugget that I didn't tell you earlier? Arkpokadikablis, mm-hmm. a pla- one of the many places I can't pronounce uh-huh. around the Greek Aegean. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm saying Aegean right. Aegean? The Aegean? It's the big collection of islands. There's like thousands or right, okay. maybe a hundred. I can't remember. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so this one, where I went, Santorini, there's this... There's Town at the bottom, Akaropa, whatever it is, and they had four story buildings thousands of years ago. Wow. A lot of people say it's where Atlantis came, 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 came from. <laughs> <laughs> In what sense it's where Atlantis? Because Atlantis the is myth. under the sea. Well, yes, exactly. So the, the central part of Santorini is a giant crater which has been since filled in by the sea because it's a volcanic island. Mm-hmm. The volcano erupted and the middle part of the island fell into the ocean. Yeah. And then there's the, the rim that's left, the circumference, which is where Santorini is now. And one of those old towns, only excavated in the 70s, is <laughs> that, that town that I just mentioned, right. which is, you know, looks a lot more advanced than it should be how old it is? That is quite interesting. I mean, it's all bollocks, but okay, it's not. It's not true. It was a great rim. Uh, the the views better than Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah. Pacific Rim Two is no good. I like rim. Yeah. Trust you. Like you've been, you've sat here for two minutes and already you're talking about bum holes. I thought we told Andy to be quiet for whenever we're recording. Oh, yeah, and you were like, Andy, you're not talking to the mic. Because he's just started talking. talking. If you're going to just start randomly talking, at least do it into the microphone. There's only mixed signals here. (laughs) You don't. You get one (laughs) signal that you just ignore. 
Okay, your, your email, though. You'd be a terrible Batman. <laughs> What's that one again? Um, anyway, I've got this email. Imagine my joy when I woke up on Sunday morning to an email that was called Jogging the Final Chapter. <gasps> is, is that it? No, no. Oh, but there like... Is, there, is, there is an email attachment to it, but that was the subject heading. Mm. And I recognize the name. Also, we, we weren't going to give the names out of people. Um, this, go, this, <laughs> this is like a last year story. Uh, this was oh, yeah, a we couple, need a previously on uh, A couple package. that uh, were having some difficulties with their relationship. So they introduced a third jogging partner to their running club that they would just have in between the two of them. This is where the, the whole jogging thing it's comes where, it's from. It's exactly where jogging comes from. Mm. And there were some... Uh, we had emails from... Him. Then we got emails from her with her side of the story, or it might have been her first, then his side of the story, and then we got various different emails. And then finally, they said, "We're sticking together. We've had a big long chat about it. Thank you very, very much for this." But then to get an email that's called "Jogging the Final Chapter," oh mate, it says, "Hello, have Wrestle you read it?" Oh yeah. Okay. It says, "Hello, Rest Talk Gang. We thought we'd keep you updated on the final stretch of our jogging experience. Born in early July, our beautiful <gasps> baby boy." Uh, we think he recognizes your voice as I listen to the podcast videos almost daily while pregnant. Here is a picture of him. Whoa. Oh, it's a bubby. Yeah. It's a baby with a fine head of hair. Oh, good head of hair. So, I want yeah. it. <laughs> can, can I buy the hair off the baby? So um, we had an email in from someone who was getting, um, oh, actually, uh, Jaron Walker. Uh, you know, you were asking for like yeah. updates and stuff on his. Like, they're getting uh, married and stuff. Wow. Uh, well, I think they might be getting married. I think that was the case. And they, With and, Bullet Club Girl. Mm, and, Holy and moly. Together and we're like, if they are getting married, then we want an invite to the yes. wedding. I think they can definitely afford that. Yeah. Well, we brought them together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. We should at least be uh, video linked in live. <laughs> yeah. And then, like you think, like classic Raw style. Oh, they're not in the building. Yeah. But then we turn up. Kick the doors down. Yeah, and yeah. everyone goes, who are they again? <laughs> who are these guys? This is awkward. This is very awkward. Um, I also had someone email in because on Saturday's show, I said that uh, The Dark Knight is an average movie. It is a three-star movie brought up to four stars with a good uh, performance by Heath Ledger. This is a classic, classic Luke Contrarian <laughs> opinion. <laughs> One of your best. I just think it's it's a good film, mm. but it's not like groundbreaking. Mm. Batman Begins is a much better movie. Mm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this came in. But I would say Dark Knight's more exciting. Oh, no, I disagree. I have more fun watching Dark Knight. But Batman Begins is, is a, a better movie. I think Final Third's a bit rubbish. The Final Third needed to be its own movie. Yeah. Like you need to do all of the setup for Two Face and then do a film that's about Two Face. They hot shot it. They completely yeah. hot shot the angle. And but actually, wasn't that because of Heath Ledger's passing? Uh, well, I don't know. And um, But anyway, there's an email here from Flev that we'll, we'll come into on that, where he says, I just watched The Weekend Ramble, and there's one takeaway I want to discuss. Now, I want to start by saying this is not, trying to me, uh, not me trying to change your mind, because I know it's just your opinion, and everyone is entitled to it and all of that. But just to politely debate the idea. I know films can be subjective, and there's no clear criteria to define the best film, like in sports where you ask, which is the best team? A, the ones that won the World Cup or finished first in the league. So me being a stats nerd and having a lot of free time on my hands, I used a formula to determine the best Batman movie. I love our fans. In short, I ranked all the live-action Bat films in four different categories. Box office, commercial success, critical acclaim, fan acclaim, and awards, institutional acclaim. And I gave them points based on where they rank and then added them together for a final ranking. And the top one was, you guessed it, The Dark Knight, followed by Rises... 
This is Ooh. And then Batman 89. Now, I know this formula um, is uh, that I made up, but I tried to show it to different perspectives, not just my own opinion. Apologies for the long novel, but your comments kind of irked me, and I just had to comment on it. <laughs> it's in how... getting more aggressive. <laughs> but I love this. If you're interested in how I did my math, I can send you the text file. Yeah. Uh, still love you guys, and that thing you do with all the great content. That's from Flev. Now, your formula is clearly balked because Rise is his second. Mm. Like so, there's that's a red flag. That's a red yeah. flag there. Also, it's worth noting that Dark Knight was um, inflated post death. Like it was sort of posthumous. Like post- is it humously? Post, post, Pos- posthumously. Thank you very much. Posthumously. Because otherwise, I say like post humously or posthumously. It's not posthumously. Yeah, posthumously. Yeah, I had some of that in Greeks. That's lovely. Yeah, delicious. I think that the ratings for Dark Knight were bumped up after Heath had died, and I think his performance became like something of legend, which is mm. why he won Best Supporting Actor, which <coughs> he never would have won had he not died. It never would have been nominated. It would. It's a it's a comic book movie. They don't get nominated for awards because the Academy don't like them. Mm. But they were almost bullied into doing it because of the big news story of Heath Ledger's passing had become. So they had to give him an award. There was a Heat article written by, um, oh, I think it was Kerry Katona, that said, I think Heath Ledger should win the um, award for, sorry? No, 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 it was Best Supporting Actor. It was like, and she said, I think he should win Best Supporting Actor for Dark Knight. I've not seen the film, but I just think he should win it. <laughs> that is the sort of level of- They're my of, former employers, Heat. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I just think that that film is bumped up due to of death. So I think that that it, and that's not your fault. That's certainly not your formula's fault. That, that is just that was the world in two thousand eight. Yeah, around them. Around I li- them. I do like how they said everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But yours but, irked me. <laughs> but here's an ob- here's my attempt at an objective proof that you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. That is all we've got time for on today's show. Welcome back, Oliver Davis. It's bloody lovely to have you Good here. Good to be back. I'll, I'll, I'm off again now, so I'll see you all in uh, late August. <laughs> He's joking, Not. of course. He won't be on tomorrow's show, because that'll be myself and Laurie, but he will be on the Saturday Ramble, your first Woo-hoo! magazine show in about like a month or so, yeah. I think. Uh, so we'll be back for that. Anyway, that is all we've got time for. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.